0: Hello, I'm Bern Leckie and this is the last in a short series of podcasts from 7 Vineyard where we are looking at Psalm 139. So far, David the Psalmist has described how it feels to be searched and known by God, not just in holy places of worship, but everywhere he can go and through his whole life, starting from when he was in his mother's womb. This psalm is about wholehearted worship and full-on intimacy with God who made David and me and you listening wonderfully well. So let's finish the psalm with verses 19 to 24 to see in this tender loving moment of closeness with God what will David say next? Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Hmm. Awkward. Before this bit, the psalm felt like an oxytocin fest. David is there, all loved up and snuggly and tender and vulnerable. So where's all this raw come from? And maybe more importantly, where's it going? Is it something that we're meant to join in with? I think this is a really good example of a bit of the Bible which is really misleading out of context. It's not the only bit that you shouldn't cut out and stick on your fridge. There are some big bits of Bible like this, like the fake wisdom in the book of Job, which could grab your attention if it came up as your verse of the day and made you think you ought to join in and agree with it. But no. We aren't meant to read this on its own. It's part of a journey that God's taking us on. And he's with us all the way on that journey. But this might not be the end of that journey. So let's have a look at how we got here and where we're going next. I love how David has entered this place of intimacy with God. Well, David knows that God knows him fully, inside out. There's no secrets, there's no point in hiding. So David can just say what he really thinks. And if we know any of David's story, we know his life is difficult. He's confessing anxious thoughts. But while I get anxious about stuff like, have I sent my invoices on time this month? David is anxious about death and people who want to kill him and people who are making his life as a godly leader really difficult to impossible. And here David is confiding in God. That anxiety might as well spill out. And it really does. But this is a psalm. It's not just his personal diary. Is it just about David? That is a very good question. Because if we believe it's inspired by God's spirit for other believers to say to God too, aren't we meant to relate to it and share David's feelings? Hmm, I would say yes, and then no, because it's only part of the way through the journey that God has been taking his people on, all of his people, not just David and his super stressy job. So let's talk about that. What's the journey? It began with closeness to God, like we saw last week, with God making people very well, working together with them in the garden at the beginning of Genesis. Then along came the fall, the beginnings of guilt and shame and damage to that relationship that God would work to restore. We looked at all that in last week's podcast, but we didn't see where the story went from there. We hadn't seen anyone getting angry or hating, but that comes up in the next part of the Genesis origin story. Adam and Eve had sons, one called Abel, had a good heart and loved to bring the best of what he had to worship God, and God loved that. His brother Cain was a different kind of person. Big contrast. Maybe someone we recognise. Cain put himself first. When he gave things to God, he gave his leftovers and like it was a duty and not out of love. And when his pride was hurt, just a little bit, he lashed out in a big way with murderous anger and hatred. Cain's story looks like the origin of these things in us. The feelings that make us make enemies. That make sure that when we're hit, we hit back harder. I can think of leaders who boast about doing that and I don't want to fother them. But I do recognise those feelings in me sometimes too. Do you? So Cain killed Abel. But did God kill Cain as justice? No, he spared Cain even though he knew that anger and hatred would become part of the whole human condition. But God set out to bring all of us, even the most angry of us, back to him. And doing that required the journey that God's people went on, including being saved by God from slavery even though they were going to moan about it, being given leaders and prophets even though the good ones were get ignored in being given a law that would say to angry people don't hit back harder that's not justice an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth that wasn't something to encourage revenge it was putting a lid on it putting a lid on vengeance don't give back more hurt than you're given and david is a leader who has to set an example here when someone hurts him he wants to hit back as hard as he can like like most of us would right And it's stretching him and testing him. Can you see that tension as David's being intimate with God? He's wanting justice and he's begging God to get rid of evil. He's seeing hate and thinking he has to hate back, like like that's his proportionate response. Isn't that good, God? Isn't that right? Shouldn't I want this for you? Shouldn't I? David seems passionate about this is he absolutely sure that this is god's way i wonder if these last verses show how god is recognizing where he is where his people are the best of his people who want to honor god and keep the law but god is also inspiring david to say lead me he's on a journey and he hasn't reached the destination yet this state of anger and hatred isn't where God wants them to stay. So God is going to lead them from, you hurt me, I kill you, through, you hurt me, I hurt you back the same, to something else. Now, we've got to look beyond this psalm to see what that is. But I think if you followed this far, you might have an idea. Who was it who picked up the journey and taught, you've heard it said, love your neighbour and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies. It was Jesus, right. Jesus was accused of contradicting and breaking the law for stuff like this. But he always denied that. Jesus said he was fulfilling the law. And to me, that only makes sense when we see the law as part of the journey that God had for people on the way to restoration. An eye for an eye was never the destination. It was a pointer on the journey from you hurt me, I kill you, to you hurt me, I hurt you, to you hurt me, I forgive you, I love you. And that is something we can only do when we've met Jesus, when we know what forgiveness and love really are. David's just not there yet. But I love how his closeness to God lets him speak his mind and show that his thoughts are a lot like ours when we are hurt and angry and stressed. I love how uh, just in the context of Psalm 139 it's obvious that God has more and better for David than ongoing hurt. David knows he is loved and known by God and that God is with him everywhere even in the hardest times. And I really love how David comes back from his anxiety and judgment of other people into this invitation to God to search him again. Don't just make this about other people, make it about me, search me, test me, lead me. And when we know from the rest of the Bible story how God would lead people ultimately to Jesus, the source of love and forgiveness and restoration, I wonder if this is a journey we want to carry on, not just with David now, but with Jesus. So this week, would you take time to pray through this psalm again with him, with Jesus? When you get to the part where David spills all his anxiety and anger, just know that Jesus knows you and loves you. And he's got the only fix, the only way to complete that journey and find restoration with God. Maybe that's forgiving someone, or letting go of something, or choosing to love someone that seems impossible without Jesus' help. Would you ask Jesus this week to hear what's really on your mind and then search you, know your heart, separate the things to hold on to from the things to drop, and lead you in his way, the way everlasting. (laughs) Yes, I want that too. (laughs) Drop me a line if you want to pray together, and I'll chat with you another time. See you.